You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Five. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, your Philadelphia Eagles are the 2022 NFC champions, even though it happens in 2023, which is always confusing. But this is the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by my partner in crime here, Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling celebrating the Eagles' Super Bowl birth from the beautiful state of Florida on this glorious Victory Monday here in January? Uh, pretty good. Pretty hungover. Pretty good. My headache has subsided. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Saturday and Sunday were both long, long days. Yeah. Uh, Saturday's Gasparilla. Not sure if you've. Oh yeah, with that. I'm I'm familiar. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a thing, and Saturday was nuts. I wasn't in it, but just the effects of it. Yeah. Bogged me sure down, and then Sunday, Sunday I had to go hard all day, which was tough. By the time the Chiefs game came on, I was I was half half of a, a corpse. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to the bowl, baby. Super fucking bowl. That's all I just kept saying. Anytime I saw an Eagles fan, I'm like, we're going to the fucking Super Bowl. And then they just said the same thing. And we, like, chest bumped each other and walked, you know, kept going on our way. It was, it was great. People don't get it. Going, going around the state, the, the city, and there's, like, you know, when there's less and less Eagles fans around and you're, like, still acting the same, people are, like, looking at you, wondering if you're okay or if you're homeless or kind of, like, you know, crazy – or what's going on with you, and they don't—they just don't get it. Yeah, and it's hard to understand, especially you know, because being an Eagles fan is obviously uh, very different from being any of these a fan of any of these other teams. Because apparently, our decorum and the way we act is just a little different. We take this shit a little bit more seriously than everyone else. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of 49ers fans on the way out of the game taking the heat yesterday. They were not uh, <laughs> trying to fight senior citizens and stuff like that. Just a bad look. And then they're about to get beat up by about fifty Eagles fans. It's just like, oh boy, this guy, this is. I'm gonna keep rolling, and I'm yeah. not helping the situation by saying have a nice trip home and stuff like that to uh, people in red. But uh, I'll tell you what, went to the game. You can probably tell by my voice, a little cooked, but um, it was a great time. Uh, the the game was incredible. I had never been to a that's the biggest sporting event I've ever been to in my life. Uh, I mean, aside from being at like a couple UFCs, honestly, and uh, I mean, Sixers playoff games were huge. Uh, you know, I went to a Flyers playoff game, but that doesn't really uh, that kind of pales in comparison to what happened yesterday. Because yeah, I mean, speak for itself. But that was it. What an incredible environment, man! They bring the flag out. Uh, you know, they the Nita Baker sings the national anthem. They have the Jets come over. I mean, they have well, Uzi, Uzi, Uzi them brings out. them out. It's like <laughs> it, it's like a perfect storm. It just seems like when that stuff's happening, they're like, there is no way in hell we are losing this game. There is absolutely no way. And it, that's how it wound up happening. I mean, it was a close game for a while. Uh, McCaffrey broke off that big run to tie the game. Uh, Sanders had a, had a, had himself a pretty good day. I mean, not a crazy statistical day. But when he he needed it, when he got a or when he needed a big run, he went and got it. Um, and then the Eagles were able to uh, get to Purdy and, and almost snap the guy's arm off of his body. Hassan Reddick, that is. And Hassan Reddick, 
I mean, we, we'll probably touch on all this as we go through this game and the season and everything. But I mean, what a signing that guy was! What it, and that's one of the best signings the Eagles. And I mean, even you could even argue that the city has ever made the impact he has made in just one season is unbelievable. But I guess I will let you uh, before I just go off on a twenty-minute tirade. Uh, just uh, what were your thoughts on the game itself overall? It was uh, it was a little ugly early. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I thought I think it's obvious that uh, Jalen is not is not one hundred percent. I mean, you, he, when he got cracked at one time, uh, he was slow getting up, and I mean, how can you heal that that injury? You know, the shoulder is such a large instrument. And it's so important, you know, all, it needs a lot of time. Similar to Mahomes' ankle. That thing's not going to be 100%, you know, yeah. but they're both dogs. They're both savages. I I think Jalen might have played one of his worst games of the year, but I don't think it mattered. Uh, he did miss that touchdown to A.J. Brown. Uh, but A.J. Brown had a, you know, the, the, the offense wasn't perfect, but I wanted them to run it more. And when they really needed it, uh, Jalen, um, you know, a little bit after he took that big hit, had a, it, they kept running him. I was like so confused. He got up slow, and the next play was a designed QB pa- uh, QB power QB draw. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's, um, there's and a then another one where he it looked like he was going to get wrapped up and uh, t- towards the right side behind the line of scrimmage, and then he ended up getting about 12, 15 yards of first down at least. And um, it was funny because everybody I was watching it with was like, no, no, why is he running? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. first down. Um, Kenny G, man, what can you say about Kenneth Gainwell? He's played so well in these playoffs. Um, you know, I, I wanted them to just keep just keep feeding keep feeding the the running backs because you know obviously the passing game was a little they were doing a lot. D'Amico Ryan's was doing really well. He was it seemed like he was playing some zone and and just mixing it up. Diamador De- Lenoir is probably their weakest DB, and he wasn't really you know they were they were kind of protecting him on that on that one side with some safety help. Fred Warner. Uh, you know, he's always, he's pretty much like another DB out there. So they were doing some things, but, uh, when we started running the ball and, you know, get forced some turnovers, short fields, we just, uh, imposed our will really. I mean, we dominated, dominated on the O and D line. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just think that's really what's been the anchor and that's what everybody says it like, you know, you need an elite quarterback to win or often, you know, people used to say defense wins championships and then nowadays it's offense wins championships. But I think the most, the most important part of the football team is the line yeah man it's the truth you know i think the game's won in the trenches people say that also and i think that's uh the most important thing we're healthy there we're looking guy no dickerson got hurt but he gets hurt pretty much every morning so he played his ass off though man he the, the whole line uh, i think uh by pro football focuses grades our best players were all the highest graded players were all linemen it was dickerson mylotta driscoll johnson kelsey and it's true. I mean, they, they weren't getting any pressure. And I know the D-line for San Fran's ninth. You know, it's, it, Javon Kinlaw isn't, it, you know, hasn't really panned out. But they have some guys that can, uh, you know, just get after the quarterback. Eric Armstead didn't do anything. Uh, Kerry Hyder, he's a guy who gets a lot of sacks. And he didn't do anything. Um, Bosa. Bosa didn't really do much. You know, he 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 would do he, he made some tackles and whatnot, but I mean, he didn't get much pressure. I mean, he's he an all hurt. all world player, and he was like he's going to be He's going to make but impact, he but he didn't have the yep. impact that nearly the impact that he could possibly have had in this game. He had he was charted with three total pressures, which is you know usually he gets that in his sleep. Um, so they just they did such a good job. Lane apparently playing with a retorn groin. I don't know how the he pulled on one on one play. He pulled from the right side all the way to the left, and he just missed a block. But the fact that he was just he got over there with a 
you know, what his leg is, the status of his leg is, is insane, man. I just, I think this team is, uh, they're just, they're ready. They're ready to do it. Yeah, man. And it's just a tough, tough ask for these linemen and all these teams to just get to the quarterback and make like, I, they, and for a lack of a better word, I mean, the, our offensive line just bullied them yesterday. And it, yep. you, it was evident the more the game went on. The, the, their defensive line, their defense was able to kind of keep it afloat early on in the game. But the more that they were able to wear on them and the more just running the ball and just pounding the rock that we did, the, the bigger the effect that they had. You saw in that second half, they just were having having their way. Whatever, wherever they wanted to go, left or right, Jalen keeping the ball, it didn't really matter. Uh, the, I think the big, um, well, not even like a turning point, but it was just like when I knew like, oh, we're going to be good. Like we're fine here was when they went for it and they went deep and, and, uh, Smitty just put his hand up and one hand snatched that ball out of the sky and came Crazy. down with it. And they rushed to the line. I mean, I don't really know if he caught the ball completely. I don't know if they would have been able to yeah. overturn <laughs> that or not, but it was just, you know, that, that's a tough bang, bang call that, you know, you never, you really never know. What they're going to do when those go to review? So it's up. like hurry up and make them make a decision whether they want to burn a timeout, basically or not. Uh, you it. know what a what a play by him. What a just a overall domination by our offensive and defensive line. I think you mentioned that, and you're very uh, very on point with the fact that it's just like the the key to the NFL and football in general is protecting the quarterback, and on the other side, getting to the quarterback. It's and we are able to do that with four guys. We, I mean, I know our blitz numbers, people like to talk about that here in Philly and on the radio and stuff like that, but I think that that is completely overblown because if you are able to get to the quarterback with four guys, then that allows you seven guys in coverage to guard. You know, your numbers, it's a, it's a numbers game at that point, and you have much more guys in coverage than that, that are available to catch the ball or out there running routes or whatnot. So it's like you have that statistical advantage, that number advantage, and you're just able to send – those Hassan Reddicks, I mean, we and you can name guy after guy after guy after guy that they can bring off the bench or they can rotate in that make these enormous impacts in this game. I mean, Jordan Davis, first-year player, just and you're not able to run right up the middle on him because he just stuffs it. You have Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and you know Fletcher Cox has seen better days, but it seems like the more that go time that goes on, the more you know, uh, the more this year progresses the more impact he's making, you know? And yep. you he had, was uh, highest, one of our highest grade players last night, 78.2, and, and, and he struggled pretty much in the regular season, like you were saying, all year. And then at the very end, though, Giants game, he played well. Yeah. Um, and then you're getting a little contributions from uh, Linval Joseph. Linval Joseph getting, and you, Sue. Mil- and Dominic and Sue stepping up. Milton Williams has taken a big leap this yeah, year. Yeah, man. Like, it's just, it's guy after guy. And Javon Hargrave, I know people were label him as a bust when we first signed him. He's balling. Yeah. Ball, and he's getting so much push up the middle. He's him and Fletcher have kind of swapped swapped roles a little bit. You know, as Fletcher has declined, Javon Hargrave has gotten better. Brandon Graham is just ageless. Um, yeah. He missed a couple tackles, but you know he's like thirty five. Blew out his Achilles. He's he's already a little smaller, you know, and he's not as that athletic. Just dog beast. Get, he's so strong, and he's got such good pass rushing moves. Another guy at the very beginning of his uh, Eagles tenure bust. Oh label. yeah. Um, and look at him. You know what's Earl Thomas doing? Exactly. <laughs> he, well, we know. Not good things. Yeah, we, we <laughs> look it up if you want to know what he's doing. But uh, yeah, no. Listen, I mean, the, the impact he's he makes not only on the field but off the field is tremendous. I mean, we have like 
when I, I mean, well, I kind of talked about this, and I'm sure you were on. We talked about this as well, where it's just like this team has every element of a championship team. They have the culture, which is we we, we learned that in the first year of uh, or the when we won the Super Bowl with with Doug. Like it was like a huge culture build. Like we like they the players create the culture, and then the coach kind of instills it and enforces it and keeps it going all year long. We have guys who've been here who have won championships. Old, older guys, younger guys. We, you know, we have young beasts. We have these all, all pro players on the outside, like weapons. We have a great tight end. We have a, a quarterback who is the heartbeat of the team. You know, we we have like I already mentioned guys on the O line who have just you know been here, done that, and just know what it takes to win. All these guys that I, you know, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. Lane Johnson, all you know, some of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers when when it's all said and done. They have all of them have just instilled this belief in this culture here that we can do it. We've done it before, and we can do it again. And you see how far it's gotten us. We are one win away from holding that Lombardi Trophy and being etched in history and immortality as an as the second franchise or second Super Bowl in franchise history. And we are that close. And Vegas thinks we're going to do it because we are. A minus one and a half favorite. Uh, before we move on, though, I did just uh, I guess, uh, wrap up the 49er game and just uh, overall the Niners. Now I love how the narrative has switched that, you know, now that Josh Johnson had to come in and we, we beat a third string quarterback before the game, it was, you know, these guys are rolling. They've won 12 in a row. We're not going to be able to really do much with them. We haven't beaten anybody all season long. And now that's continued, uh, you know, because you know, bro, we hurt Brock Purdy, and apparently bro, uh, Brock Brady, apparently uh, after uh, having some conversations with some 49ers fans in the stands, and then all of a sudden it was, oh, you needed to beat a fourth-string quarterback. If we, it wouldn't have mattered who was playing quarterback. Steve Young would have needed to show up in order for this game to really have been uh, an impact or some sort of difference because, like we tried, we just labeled. I mean, we bullied them from from beginning to end. It did not really matter. The more that game went on, the more the better team showed who they like, who was the better team, and it was the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's usually how football goes. You can come out, you can hang out for a little bit, maybe even a half. But once that second half starts, the better team usually takes over, and that is exactly what happened yesterday. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, and the 49ers need a quarterback or they need to figure out what's going on. And, I mean, they have a good team, and they were a good team. That's the thing. That's what – I hate that the national media and things like that are going to take away from how how important or how good of a win this was yesterday. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because we're still like you know. Go ahead, keep doubting us or whatever. We can throw the dog mask back on if it was necessary. I'm pretty sure the line opened up at the Chiefs as favorites, and that flipped quick, look very quickly, and people were betting the shit out of the Eagles because I think people are starting to buy in to the fact that these Eagles are a little different than. Um, than than you uh, than the public would have liked to have believed uh, throughout the year, and I got to tell you, man. Before we get to that, I guess we will get into the Super Bowl, but I just don't really see how it's going to be much different. I mean, other than I mean, Mahomes is a very you know he he's a scary guy. He's a very talented guy, but how what version of him are we going to get? But I guess uh, I guess I'll pass it back to you because I can continue to talk about this all day long. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I think we match up well with with Kansas City. I think it was always going to be if we got to the Super Bowl, whoever we played, Buffalo, Cincinnati, or KC, it was going to be the toughest game. Yeah, that, that was obvious. But you know they 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 they're 
right there, not right there with us, but they were the second best uh, pass rushing team in the league. Chris Jones is a scary man. Yep. It seems like when the when the playoffs start, Frank Clark turns into a different beast. Carlos Dunlap is turned back the clock. They have some guys. They just they're, they're very well coached. You know, more than anything, um, between the Eagles and Chiefs, I think they just are better coached teams. I think KC, Cincinnati, is also has some elite coaching, but you know, having three guys on the O line out. Yeah, it's like uh, so good much luck. you can. Yeah, I mean, and good they luck, kind of you know. they really tossed that game away yesterday. Before I guess before we get in the Super Bowl, we can kind of talk about that AFC Championship game. A uh, lot of discussions today about the refereeing in both games. I mean, I, I didn't think the ref, I mean, I, I was in the stands, so I missed a lot of the different. Uh, I mean, I saw the calls, but I didn't get to see the you know sixty-five replays of a hold or something it's, like that. But I didn't. I'm think, just over. I'm just over it. I, that's over what, it. that's how I am too. Narrative the blaming. Listen, we got extremely lucky because the Devontae Smith catch that led to a touchdown was not a catch. Devontae Smith also held on Miles Sanders' touchdown run. But guess what? That's football. Like shit happens every play. If you, if you want things called correctly, there's going to be a flag on every single play. Yeah. That's just how it, that, that's how it is. Um, how about you look at, you know, when your guys are, uh, calling a, a run to your backup running back on third and four, how about you get mad at that instead of uh, a missed hold, you know? Yeah. I just think it's so lazy to really just criticize refs and whatnot. Like we get it. Refs aren't hard. It, it, it's a, it's a hard job. Really, like, the, I mean, you know, this game is going so quick and you have so much to watch and these guys are so big and there's just so much going on. Um, it's yeah. A lazy, so back to the lazy narrative though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, Whatever. But I think it was going to be the toughest game either way, no matter who we play coming out of the AFC. And I think the Chiefs are going to be tough. They have a great pass rush. They have a great quarterback. Uh, I'm not really scared of any of their uh, – well, I'm not scared of any of their options. Besides, I like McKinnon, and obviously Kelsey's a beast. But I think you can take McKinnon out of the game. And, uh, you know, as long as James Bradbury and Darius play, or Bradbury at least, plays a little better than he did um, last night, We'll be fine because I don't think you know Valdez Scantling isn't really going to do anything. Juju's a big slot guy. We'll see how Vontae does, but I'm I'm confident in our ability to limit what Juju Smith-Schuster does in 2023. You know, I'm not, I'm not really worried about him. It's just about Mahomes, and and you know we just got to get to him. I think because he's not he's he can move and he can you know be still a little evasive. He's getting a two week break to heal that ankle, which is huge for him, but. You know, you hit him early, you get to him early, you make him uncomfortable, you, you get him moving around. We know Mahomes, he, he can be very erratic. We saw what he did last year in the AFC Championship game, threw that 17-3 lead in the garbage and let yeah. the Bengals come back and win. He does shit like that. He did it, he did it against the Bengals the other day. He had, the, had that fumble where he just whiffed on the pass and he couldn't pick it up or yeah. whatever. Threw two picks um, Exactly. Like, you know, if he had Tyreek Hill this year, I'd be a little worried just because it's it, it's – it's a specific player to watch um, that's going deep. It's going around the field. They don't have that. Like, Valdez Scantling's fast. Juju Smith-Schuster's a big slot guy that can get open. Like, they, they have some pieces. They got Kadarius, sure. Tony, Sky Moore, some other gadget sort of quick guys that can make some right. plays. But, again, Jared like McKinnon said, plays. Isaac, Isaiah Pacheco's a nice runner, but that's about, you know, all he's going to offer you. Um, I, I'm not worried about that. I think I – think, also, their DBs, I said this about San Fran, too, and we struggled in the passing game, so I'm a little concerned. We'll, we'll see. Um, their DBs don't really inspire me. I, I, I like Trent McDuffie a lot. I don't think he can really keep up with Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. Lajarius Sneed is good, but he got hurt. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. Jalen Watson, I, you know, I think he got a pick, or it might have been um, the other guy, um, six. What's his name? Brian Cook. One of them might have got a pick, but I, they're not really inspiring. You know, like their defense – 
Thornhill's good. Uh, Eric Reed's brother's good. Willie Gay's good. Chris Jones. But, you know, I think we, we, uh, I just think we match up with them really well. Like, I think we're going to limit their pass rush. I think we're going to have time to get open. Just Jalen cannot miss that fucking touchdown to A.J. Brown. That cannot happen again. Cannot happen. We need points, especially against Mahomes. We cannot leave points on the board at all. So, but again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very confident. I'm very confident in our coaches. I'm very confident in our guys. We're healthy. Things are looking good. I think we're a much more healthy team than they are. Uh, I know both quarterbacks have a little have a little nick, um, but look at two uh, weeks. I don't know, man. Two weeks, and you know we'll see. I, I I'm just I'm, I'm confident. I'm re- I'm really really confident. I think it's gonna be close. It, it's gonna be a, a tough one. You know, it's gonna be a little agonized, especially late. You know, you get nervous when Mahomes at the ball. It's a close game, whatever. I think we're gonna pull away in the fourth, and I think it's gonna be like twenty seven twenty or maybe twenty seven seventeen. I could see that. I can see that. I, I think I think we cover, which is I mean, which is not crazy to say because it's minus one and a half. But um, even if it goes three, four, like I think we're gonna win by a touchdown. And I think, I th- I think it's basically just gonna come down to we can't let Mahomes. I mean, it's it's good that he. Uh, I know it's like bad to say that, but it is good that he's hurt because that is the one thing that could hurt us is him leaving the pocket, extending plays, and yep. making plays Broken down the field. Plays. Yeah, like that's the one thing that could hurt our defense, and the one thing that we really haven't had to deal with this year is kind of like elite quarterback play. Uh, you know, even Dak Dak Prescott kind of had his way with us, which is a little little concerning, but. That was a I would I would say a different Eagles team than what you're going to see on uh, you know two Sundays from now, but. I, I'm I'm with you, man. Like it's like I have no reason to not be confident. I mean, we just walked through the playoffs. We had a one seed by, and then we just blew both teams we played out by twenty plus. So what are we really talking about here? I mean, the the Giants and the Niners. The Niners were the best, the second best team we could have played, right? Even seed wise, that was the second yeah. best team we could have played, and we blew their fucking doors off. It wasn't even really a game uh, past the midway through the second quarter. And we were getting after the quarterback the whole time. It was only a matter of time before those guys were going to start making mistakes. And I know Mahomes is different. Mahomes is Mahomes. He's an MVP. He's an all, like a, like a all pro, truly you know Hall of Fame like player. But you know, even Tom Brady, even the greatest quarterbacks of all time, they don't like pressure in their face. Nobody likes pressure in their face. And I think yep. Mahomes is going to get that. And I think they're going to keep him in the pocket and, and just attack him. And I think he's going to eventually give us some. And I think we win. And I think we're going to have a, a, not an easy time, but an easier time than we did yesterday running the ball. Uh, you know, they don't have a Fred Warner that's able to stand there and spy Jalen Hurts the whole game. You know, they I mean, they have players. Fred Warner is another guy, all pro, all world, man. Like, he's as good as it comes when it gets to the middle linebacker position. It's going to be a little different in Arizona, and I think we will have uh, not as easy as we have, but I think it will be a a relaxing – I shouldn't even say relaxing, but uh, it'll be a good win for our Philadelphia Eagles, the second Super Bowl in franchise history. But I will give my official prediction next week. Uh, you have given out your score, and I like that. And uh, I guess I guess do we have anything else do we have to get off our chest? Oh, another thing I do want to ask you. Did you think that the call on um, Mahomes was bad? The uh, the, um, end of the game. No, I mean, I mean, I think it's just I, you. You can't be mad at a call like that when that's the stupidest you, you shit you can ever do. You can't. You just can't do that. 
He was like three, can't like almost it. two steps out of bounds. He just fucking can't do it. It's just dumb. Can not do. I mean, you should be able to see relative to the white and the green. If he's anywhere, if his body parts in the white, that means he's pretty much out of bounds. If you see even him going in, to the sideline, you have to let him go. Like it's like, yeah, you can't stop. even take that chance. Let him go. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. Take all the all the all the momentum you have. Grab him and give him just a, like a big hug, yeah. so you don't fucking push him down and he doesn't run into the fucking bench and he doesn't you know fly and the visual of Patrick Mahomes who you know yeah. listen he gets calls he gets a lot of fucking calls he does and we're gonna we're gonna get that in the Super Bowl and it's it, you know it's gonna be whatever I just hope people are ready for it um you know Fletcher Cox is or somebody's gonna hit him in the face barely or someone's gonna to a land fumble. on him or something like that and it'll something be, yeah some yeah. dumb shit it'll be, it, it'll be the correct call but it'll be like a very specific Bullshit, fucking call. Stupid, stupid. So, yeah, but it was you know Osai Joseph Osai who actually played a great game, uh, the rookie from Texas. You just can't do that. Uh, and I, dude, I felt bad for him because everyone's shitting on. Him. It's like fuck, fuck this guy, fuck it. Like he made a mistake. He's a fucking rookie. Yeah. Uh, you know, like what if he? I saw go in the locker room. Jermaine Pratt, who's one yeah. of their linebackers, was you know freaking the fuck out. And you know, I get it. I get it. I get the emotion You're right upset. after the game. Yeah, I understand. Um, but you know, just your, I was at the bar afterwards, um, and there was this girl screaming, this woman screaming at the TV, you know, calling him a fucking loser. And I was like, all right, let's like, I feel bad now. You know, yeah. I, 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 you know, as a, I guess maybe I'd feel different. I was a Bengals fan, but, uh, maybe I would say like, maybe get rid of him. But like, I don't know. I feel, I just felt really, really awful. He's on the sideline crying his fucking eyes out because he's the reason they lost, even though he. Yeah, there's many reasons. Even though Joe Burrow threw a pick in the fourth quarter, you know, it's like you can go through and they even had though the they ball were pretty, twice. The, the punt return, the 30 yard punt return that pretty much put him in field goal range, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like, like even if the late hit doesn't happen, I'm guessing they still win. There's never opinion. one reason why these guys lose these games, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so very rarely can you break it down to one thing is the reason why you lost the game. Now, that's a huge yeah. play. That is a 100% a huge reason why they lost, and it's mm-hmm. dumb. It's very dumb. But like we just said, there's a couple things that led up to that where they shouldn't have even been in that situation for that to even happen. And, yep. you know, the, you know, it shit happens, though. But uh, that's the – I mean, that's the Chiefs, though. That's what scares you about the Chiefs. They just pull these, this mad, these magical rabbits out of their ass all the time. And they're able to, you know, I, when they're down, they're down a touchdown with 13 – or a field goal with 13 seconds left, and they're able to drive all the way down the field from their own 25 – and push the game to overtime against the Bills when you thought for sure that the Chiefs were going home. It's just, you know, shit like that that happens. You have to – you, you got to account for that. And Mahomes, Kelsey – Kelsey's the one that scares me the most. He's just uh, – yeah. I mean, another Hall of Famer that we're going to have to be up against here on a couple Sundays from now that we're going to have to worry about and stop him. And he was a little banged up yesterday, and maybe he'll be healthy by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. Uh, but – I just again, I don't even really think it matters because I Kelsey just think Bowl. we have a better team. Yeah, the Kelsey Bowl, uh, you know, Andy Reid playing his old team. It's just like there's all the storylines. There's a ton of narratives going into this. And Honestly, it's the perfect game. It's like the perfect. It, it, it's it, it. It feels like we should have we um, we should have gotten Eagles Chiefs at one point, you know, or or something like that. It, it just seems like this is what we should have had this year as the year progressed. Like other teams were playing well, but it just seemed like this is what it should be. Yeah, this is what everybody wants. Non Eagles fan, non Chiefs fan, everybody. Um, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be I think it's gonna be one of the best. I think it's gonna be one of the better games in recent Super Bowl memory. 
Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as good as uh, the Eagles-Patriots one just because it was so high scoring and just insane, but uh, I think it's going to be a good one. And I'm fucking nervous, excited. I'm trying to go to Phoenix for it, tailgate the Super Bowl. I think that would be insane. And then who knows what I do the rest of the time there. Uh, that will be dependent if they win or lose. But that's what I'm trying to do. We'll update you. Hey. And we'll get after it. Yeah, and we will we will get that story on here for sure because that's uh, whatever happens. That's going to be a all time event for you to attend. Not even if you're not going into the game, it's still going to be a yeah. Listen, I would love to go into the game, but uh, <laughs> but you're not planning on selling your kidney to get in, which I don't think you. Sure, either. I can afford to give up any of my body parts, as I will probably not have working working liver after this weekend after that weekend. So I, you know, I got to keep all my organs intact, and uh, just you know, watch the game somewhere else. That's fine. Hey, uh, man. You know, it's the price we pay. Big screen. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's gonna be like uh, some eagles crossed. Uh, what do they? What do they do? They, they drive cross country in the big ass vans or whatever. Yeah. They're gonna have some fucking dope setups. There's gonna be a whole thing. It's gonna be a whole spectacle. There's gonna be a bunch of. There's gonna be. Uh, I would assume all the stars are gonna be out because uh, it's it's Chiefs, it's Mahomes, it's Eagles, it's Hurts, you know, it's all the top the two MVPs. There, man. Yeah, superstar it's all, quarterbacks. It's, it, it's all the star power, the brothers who are both going to be Hall of Famers. Um, just everything. And, you know, Rihanna's doing the halftime show. Should have been T-Swift, but it's okay. We like Riri around here. Yeah. Um, how, about the, how about Deshaun Jackson and B, little baby? How about everybody being yeah, a virgin? Man. I thought that was fucking awesome. Uzi let us out. Meek Mill's there too. Deshaun's dapping people up in the sideline. I was like, "What the? F- what you know? What's going on?" D- D- Brian Dawkins. Oh my god! It's the, it's, the Phil- saw- it's the Philadelphia Impact, man. That's just what. Uh, I, that's when I saw when I saw B Dog, I got so hyped. I was like, <laughs> I- I'm running through a wall. Uh, another moment I got hyped, very underrated moment because it was the end of the game when Reed Blankenship fucking went after Debo Samuel and just took his legs out yep. in the reverse. I was, I got so excited. I fucking will run through a wall for him. Same because it's like they ran that reverse. I'm like, oh damn, they're gonna pick this up. And I, I was, I, I had a perfect right? you know? view of it up there, and I was like, because the game's over by that <laughs> point. It's like it doesn't really matter what happens, but it's like when you're in the stadium, you're like, yo, this game ain't over yet. Like we're, wow, I yeah. still want some more blood, and. Like, he was like a fucking missile, man. He saw that play happen, and he just darted straight line and took Debo the fuck out, and Debo fumbled. He, I was, like, wondering because yep. I couldn't see it. He picked the rock up and held it up. I'm like, oh, boy, like, see you he later. He just got everybody fucking amped. That's, that's, like, what you need to do. You know, you're coming in as a backup role player, rookie, undrafted free agent. You're like, yo, I'm taking Debo Samuels. First off, I don't know how anybody tackles that fucking guy. That dude is like – he's like – He's like 220, 230, just solid, yeah. just solid. And when I and it, I've seen it a lot. Like I don't think he's the most, you know, the greatest receiver, the, you know, especially going downfield and whatnot. But just give him the ball, and like, there's been so many times where he doesn't get tackled. He gets wrapped up, and the whistle blows because <laughs> they just can't bring him down. Um, and you know, Reed Blankenship, shout out the Middle Tennessee State, the Blue Raiders, undrafted free agent, probably going to get some run in the Super Bowl. That's an awesome story. Uh, but he got me. He got me real amped. I was uh, I was excited about that. Oh man, what what a day it was yesterday. Uh, for me, it started around eight a.m. Was just getting <laughs> after it all day long, and uh, ended with a nice, you know, finally got home around ten o'clock at night, and just you know was just reflecting on how like it just one of those things you'll never forget when you get to go to a game like that. I was just so you know amazed. The guy that's sitting next to me was already had his Super Bowl tickets. I was like, yeah, like, uh, this is where I'm sitting. He was showing me he had insane, insane end zone tickets. 
like five rows <laughs> off the field. I'm like, dude, you're you're an absolute, you're a nut job. You're an absolute nut yeah. job. He's like, yeah, let me get his some, company uh, got get them. I'm like, yo, you're fucking shout out to Sam. I don't know wherever you are out there if you're listening, but uh, <laughs> hey, what a great guy. But uh, what a game. Birds are back in the Super Bowl. It's like this is the shit we live for, especially on this podcast. This is shit. This is why I started doing this was to talk about stuff like this and to get to this point. And uh, it's just you know enjoy the ride. I've learned to and the older I get, just enjoy the ride. Don't stress out. I mean, I never thought I would see the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Once they won it, I kind of just <laughs> the worry went out the window for me. And I yep. mean, what a year we've had. Uh, you know, going to the World Series with the Phillies. Uh, Eagles are in the Super Bowl and the Sixers, you know, which how about that segue Uh, balling right now? And they are on their own uh, run, which the other night what a legacy game for Mr. Joel, the process Embiid 47 on Jokic's head. Uh, How what do you make of our Philadelphia 76ers uh, recently? I have, you know, obviously you don't really pay as much attention to the Sixers and things like that when when this kind of shit's going on. But they have got my attention back. Uh, officially, I'd like to announce that I'm back in uh, because uh, I I can't personally turn my back. Like, I've turned my back on the Sixers after last year. I turned my back on the Sixers pretty much every year until about 50 games into the season. And then I'm like, all right, fine. Like, you, you got me. But um, I, I would like to clarify that though. Not ever completely. It's more of a, I am not going to get emotionally invested in this team until they do something in the playoffs. But yeah, uh, you know, it, the ride is more fun than actually the thing happening. But I, I guess I, I don't believe in them yet. I should say that, but I guess I'm back to my emotions are involved and I'm rooting for them again. And, uh, I guess I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I feel that I, you know, the thunder, when they lost to the thunder, I was really, uh, really thinking about some things. But then after that, man, I think they, I, they've won seven in a row. They've been starting to score more. Uh, they're, they're, they, I think they rank like middle of the pack in the league in points per game. Um, I think they've really been making their mark defensively, which, which is kind of odd to think about because it seems like a two guard or a wing gives us fits every game. You know, Seth Curry was making them rain on us. Um, but their offense has been scoring a lot, a lot more lately. I, I'm I'm kind of like you, you know, where I'm I'm more wait and see. At least with the Eagles, like you know, there, there's evidence of them doing something in recent memory. And and Phillies, you know, the Sixers always seem to just be a first round exit. It seems like or you know, second, very yeah, early first exit. Or second round, yeah, yeah, first or second round. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, beating the Nuggets, best team in the West, might be the best team in the league. Uh, you know, after coming back. Or did they blow a lead or did they come back? But they were losing the whole game, right? Yeah, they were the losing fourth? the whole game. The Jokic and them were thought. kicking their ass in the first half, man. That was uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. And I was at work, and there was this old this old white couple, and the guy they're watching the game, and this guy's like, "Oh, look at this crybaby! He's such a crybaby!" And I'm like, "He better not be fucking talking about Embiid." And he was, and he's lucky I was on the clock, or else I was smacked in the face. Because then <laughs> shortly after that, shortly after that. Embiid had a had a nice step back three that had fat ass Nikolai Jokic left in the dust, the oh Serbian God. dust. Uh, and yeah, and that's the thing. He like, and then I saw people like, oh, he wasn't guarding, uh, he wasn't guarding Jokic. He wasn't. It's like there's no need for obviously him to, there's no need for him to actually one on one guard Jokic because it takes away from our defense. Like we need Embiid in the paint. And blocking shots and making sure no one's able to drive because otherwise it just drags him out of the paint and Jokic is able to make those fucking little cool yep. nifty passes to people cutting back door or you know like it yep. just 
it just opens up too much. But I mean, you saw Jokic; he didn't have that great of a day, huh? Right? I mean, you know, no, just... I, he had he had like a you know twenty and ten and five, no, nothing hey, crazy. You know, yeah, that's your that's your MVP though, everyone. You know, that's uh, yeah. Uh, what what a, what what a, what a guy that guy is. Uh, you know, apparently the guy who dropped forty seven and eighteen boards on his head. Uh, five assists. Yeah, Three five steals assists. and two blocks, by yep. the way. He's not eligible Stuffing. to be a starter in the All-Star game. You know, he is not yeah. worthy of that. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's, not, he's not worthy of that distinction, apparently. What, 40, is, no, go ahead. 47, sorry. So 47 on 31 shots. And uh, who, who, who's, uh, who's, the, who's the starting uh, quote-unquote center in the All-Star game? I believe it's Tatum, Durant, and uh, someone else. Giannis? Giannis. Giannis, yeah, yes. Nice. Mitchell and Kyrie Irving, I'm pretty sure, are the other two. Stars. What are you going to do? Uh, that's, what are you going to do? I mean, that's their, this is their fault for even having like guards be uh, included. Or like You have to have a certain amount of this or that. It should just be yeah. the best five players start the All-Star game because no one plays defense anyway. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know. Everybody plays you know, regardless, so it's not like yeah, – it's just a, it's, a big, it's a big joke to me yeah. anyway. Uh, you know, J- James Harden. Has been uh, just kind of like uh, you see the other night, like seventeen and thirteen isn't a crazy uh, game, but he only shot ten shots. Like he ha- hasn't really, I don't know, just been like a overwhelming factor uh, in, in a negative way, I should say, where he's like forcing up shots and making it all about him. He has taken the ultimate second role backseat, where like we wanted Ben Simmons to kind of do this. In the sense that we, you know, like when you need to score, you can go out and score, and when you need to go, you know, assist, you can assist. But it's like Ben wouldn't go and do the scoring when it was necessary. He's not able to, you know, run the pick and roll and then hit a step back in someone's face and keep the Sixers in a game, which is one of the things that uh, James was doing the other day. Uh, he he just he is the ultimate like, especially this part of his career, just the the perfect complementary piece to Joel Embiid's game. And he just – it's just – it's the perfect storm right now, man. It's like really when you look at the the way that the Sixers are built, they have a solid, solid starting five. You know, Maxi has been coming off the bench. He has made a nice impact off the bench. And we'll see how long, you know, they, they keep that afloat. But they're running nine guys right now. And the four guys off the bench, especially Niang making threes, you know, if they don't have to – I mean, the thing I think that helped, or hurt Niang last year was they he was going to have he, – he had to play like – 25 plus like a crazy number of minutes for a guy who honestly doesn't move that well and you really shouldn't be counting on him for that much other than to shoot threes and when you're able to limit his role and just turn him into a 19 you know 19 minutes 20 minutes a game and he's just not having to guard their best player and just can shoot threes he makes a good impact and he's you know what do you go four for seven for three on uh saturday was right right yeah. Yeah, it was saturday I'm just fourth, fourth in the league oh you ain't kidding fourth in the league in three-point percentage are the Sixers. James Harden, almost at 40. <clears throat> Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey right at 40. DeAnthony Melton, a yeah. tick under 40, who's been who's been awesome. Leads the team in steals as well. Uh, great, great, great move. Great move in the offseason. Oh, man. Uh, I know I criticized a couple of the other ones, like, you know, Daniel House move was just, you know, Not good. tampering to get Daniel House I mean, and P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Um, P.J. Tucker shoots 38%. He never shoots. I don't understand, you know, whatever. Um P.J. Tucker's Embiid. impact is more off the floor, I would say, yeah. than on the floor. Yeah, defensively also. Yeah. Even though when he goes up against like a, you know elite defenders, he gets cooked. But that's not, that's not all his fault. Embiid's around 36. Tobias, 38. Niang, 42. Like they're, they're, they're shooting well. 
something we've you know needed in, in, in years prior. And not having Simmons bog down our offense uh, really, I mean, it just has opened it up. Yeah. I mean, look at the Nets. Uh, without KD, you know, the, the weaknesses of that team really get exposed, mostly in Ben Simmons because Kyrie and KD, um, you know, you, you don't really need to worry about the scoring <clears throat> with those two and Seth Curry even uh, getting 20 a game or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've been playing really well. <clears throat> it's it, – we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't want to – it's a long season also. I think we're like at the halfway point-ish now. Uh, we have about 48 that. games in, so we're a little bit past the halfway point. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how uh, – hopefully Embiid stays healthy. Everybody else stays healthy. Uh, Maxi also, you know, he's, he's coming back from injury, so he's got some uh, He's got some time to get back into uh, being a consistent 20, 20-plus 20 game scorer. And that would just – that would be huge because what if we also need it uh, in years prior? Somebody, something to come off the bench and give us up, whether that be Melton – Niang, or Maxi, yeah, it's like one of those or two. Maxie, like, yeah. Or Shake, whoever, somebody, please step up off the bench because we can't have, you know, we can't start. James Harden's not young. Embiid's a big boy. Tobias isn't necessarily young. Like playing these guys 40 minutes a game, it's going to catch up eventually when we're playing the Boston Celtics or we're playing the Bucks with just young kids and freaks of nature and what, whatnot. Just we need to be able to keep up with them in that pace. Uh, and just the consistency. So we'll see. They definitely have my attention. I was talking shit a lot lately, and then they won seven in a row. So yeah, it's it's what you know. I I, I can only go off what I'm seeing. Like I, I you know, it would be very easy for me to hate and be like, yeah, same old Sixers. You know, I'm not gonna buy in. Like fuck this. You know, I was even doing that as recently as a couple weeks ago. But when you win seven in a row. And especially for me, it's not even just winning seven in a row. You can win seven in a row against the Hornets, the Pistons, the Magic. You know, teams like that, they're playing the Magic tonight, by the way. But, uh, you, you know, when you're going out there and beating the Nuggets, when you're going out there, even though the, the, the Nets are a little, you know, banged up, they don't have KD went out there, but you're still going out there and taking care of business against the Nets, then you have my attention. Then you start to get my respect. And, uh, you know, coming back the way they did on Saturday against the, the reigning back-to-back MVP and Embiid, you know, taking that game personally and doing what he did, it just goes to show you that they are capable. Like, that's the thing. I'm not saying that they will, but they are 100% capable, like they always have been, of doing big things in the playoffs. But it's just uh, all about putting that together and just doing it when, when the time, when, when duty calls and when the time comes. But, I mean, right now it's a tough, tough tall task to – Ask them to go into Boston and win win in seven games, you know, or yeah. they'll have a series against the Bucks, or maybe you know, depending on what, how this shakes out. Right now, they're tied with the Bucks record wise. Would they be able to go into a Milwaukee and win, you know, a seven game series, or you know, a, a Nets, a healthy Nets, you know? So even the Miami Heat still somehow have our number, and they they're just lingering back there. So it's like we will see what they're able to do, or how you know how this continues to develop as the season goes along. A lot of this has to do with the fact that they need to stay healthy, right? You know, I mean, that has been a, a narrative, not even a narrative, but just a, a, a storyline, a factor as these years have gone on. If we can, you know, Harden with a hamstring or something like that could derail the season completely. And Bede getting fucking his, getting karate chopped across his eye and breaking his orbital could be a factor. You know, it's like, we just want to keep these guys healthy going into the playoffs, going you know through the playoffs because even we were pretty much healthy going into the playoffs last year, and then Siakam went, went and hit him with the people's elbow, which was fucking insane that they just let that happen. No suspension, right? Why not? Like that, no big deal. But uh, 
Yeah, so uh, that's where I'm at with the Sixers. I, I am uh, I'm back on board. Uh, they have my full rooting power every night in and night out, and I uh, can only wish the best for our Philadelphia 76ers. But um, I guess for the most part, that is all we can talk about here. I mean, the Phillies have made a couple different signings, but I'm not going to get too uh, worked up. I guess I would ask you how you feel about the Phillies from the outside looking in. Ty, if anyone doesn't know, is a Dodgers fan. He just Trey Young or Trey Tur- Trey Young, Trey Turner. <laughs> Sorry, I, thank God we didn't sign Trey Young to play shortstop. That guy would probably suck. But uh, Trey Turner. New Philly shortstop, big ass deal. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> would have loved the biggest to keep... Trey Turner guy, right? I, I wasn't because he didn't show up in the playoffs, and I, he just had a lot of weak, weak at bats. I think, I think he's going to age very poorly. Um, he's not really young as it is. I think it's, I think the deal is going to be going to be bad. But if they win a World Series, it doesn't matter. So. Yeah. Uh, they're they're definitely going for it. The Dodgers just seem to like let people go this offseason and not do anything. So I think we're for for the first time in forever. Uh, the Dodgers are not a top team, top ten payroll team in the league. Really, the Phillies are way up. Yeah, not even in the top ten. The Phillies are way up there. The Braves are up there. The Cubs are making moves. First, I I don't know who they think they are. Uh, they're gonna be like second or third in the Central. Teams are. What, they're, what the Dodgers are trying to do, it's so obvious, so, so obvious. Since they didn't sign him originally, they're waiting for Shohei Otani yep. to become a free agent, and they're going to throw him a fucking huge – they're going to give him like $500 million. They're going to give him whatever he wants. That's what they're trying to do anyway. Do you like for that? For the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, He's a beast. But it's – but like, <laughs> what if he doesn't sign here? You know, he didn't sign here originally. He, there was talk that he didn't want to be in Hollywood, and he didn't want to be in the big, huge market – and he would rather be, you know, he wanted to be on the West Coast, but he'd rather be with the Angels. Well, we saw how that worked because they, they are a dog shit organization. Yeah. <clears throat> the Do- Dodgers have been a top five team, at least top three, top two team in the league for the past five plus years while maintaining a top 10, top five farm system. They have the second most top 100 prospects on the MLB yep. top 100 list. Second most. And they are a top three, top five team. Insane. So they're always in that. I, by the way, like they, like it seems like for they develop so I, well. Yeah, man. That them and the Yankees and like these other organizations have done so well to just develop talent. Not only find talent, but then develop it into like even superior good talent. You know. Yeah, like yeah, for for people that used to say that they buy championships, which sometimes you need to do. Look at the Tampa Bay Rays. For sure. Yeah, you know, they made it to the World Series twice and won neither time, and they never have a big payroll. Look at the Oakland A's. They never spend money, and they've never. They're never going to be. They're good. Never in the running. Yeah. The Phillies have spent a lot of money and now are serious. People are, you know, they're a serious contender because they're spending money. It's, yeah. it's, that's how it works. You pay good players. Good players make good money. It's just kind of, you know, simple. But uh, Phillies are also getting a couple, couple young stud pitchers uh, a couple years away. Mick Abel, Andrew Painter. They're going to be, they're both like 6'5 throw heat. Yeah. They're, they um, look like beasts. Yeah. They're going to be studs. Just add some young pitching to the, to the team they have. Hopefully the core of Schwarber and, I don't know what they're going to do with Reese Hoskins. I feel like he's just always a candidate to be traded at some point. You know, um, I think the dilemma with that is, and I, I, I'm sure I've discussed it on here, but I just think you really are going to have like I, I have been like trade banging the wall, trade Reese, trade Reese, but then you really look at it, and it's like, how are you going to get better at that position? You yeah. know, by trading him for who, or like who do you have that could step in there and play first? And not only play first, but like, B, 
be a better fielder because that is the one thing that you're like you, you, the guy who comes in after him has to be a better with the glove because he's yeah. not good with the glove. And I mean the options are what Schwarber. It's like you're not going to put him also at not first. go with the glove. Castellanos and also you know, not, go not go with the glove. It's like what what is the other and option? Even worse than Reese Hoskins with the glove is probably Alec Baum. So yeah, and it's like eventually that will probably be a thing, but. Are you going to have your first baseman hitting ten home runs a year? Eleven, you know, like yeah. he. Uh, you can Bohm, do worse. Yeah, for sure. Boom, he has to hit like two ninety three hundred for him to be of value because he just doesn't bring the power numbers that Which makes I, no I sense. guess you really he's like count 6'5", on. 250. Yeah, it's crazy. He just it's huge. The giraffe man. <laughs> he just he's a, he's built different, man. But yeah, uh, I think the Phils. Yeah, they're they're in great position. I mean, they made some big moves uh, with the the free, the bullpen. You know, getting yeah. a Craig Kimbrell, trading for a Giovanni or no, right? Giovanni Soto is there? Then you used to play catcher, or I don't know. Well, so no, the guy's last name Soto. That's all I know. All right. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I forget the fucker. Uh, Gregory Soto. Gregory He's nice. Soto. Shout out to Giovanni Soto. Cool. Was a great catcher back in the day, but <laughs> Cubs legend. Uh, listen, Craig Kimbrell, you're gonna be disappointed in just just let. No, I know. I, now. It's just more of an another arm that's not. You know, they have a good some of the guys we had coming out of the bullpen this year. It's, you yeah. know, it, it's, or, la- it's or like improving. just any year in the last five, ten years. Just yeah. some of the names. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some. <laughs> uh, I, need to trigger, I need to trigger your... Tr- start, start off with Sam Coonrod. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing here? You know, it's... Uh, oh there's so God. many. There, I mean, there's so many names that you could go through where you're just like, "What? What are we doing here?" Brad Hand was unpitchable on stretch last year. Bilotti killed someone. Literally killed <laughs> someone. Uh, well, who else? I mean, Corey Knable, who got hurt. They really could have used him down the stretch. Nick Nelson. Shout out to Nick Nelson, my boy Shout Nick Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> but not that Nick Nelson. They're in there in the, in the locker room smoking fucking heaters. And he, Connor Brogdon, who actually pitched pretty well last year, but he has, uh, na- he has some nasty stuff. I just feel like he—it's either like a, a you know—he blows up or he pitches well. Yeah, fa- no Familia, ground, you know? unpitchable, literally <laughs> unpitchable. Uh, you know, hey, at least had, Sir Anthony is like you know when the playoffs started, he got nobody touched him. Sir Anthony stud, Alvarado stud. You know, so you know the people are going to hold the Alvarado's last couple you know pitching performances against them, but. He'll, I mean, he'll he'll implode a little bit, but like, but whatever, also the guy was you know. carrying them down the stretch. Like they were bringing yeah. him in in spots where it's like you don't like. I I think Thompson again cost them. Uh, I I have been on the record saying this. I think Thompson cost them in, in certain situations, going to the bullpen a little bit too early, especially yeah. in that last game. Uh, for the for that uh, you know, I think they had. It had shown that that Jordan Alvarez didn't really matter whether it was a lefty or righty. You know, it's just you, you're gonna. You, <laughs> You just you're you're up against it either way, so it doesn't you know that you really aren't going to get an advantageous matchup. I think you should have rolled with Zach Wheeler there, but it's easy to say that after the guy hits a dick dong, uh, 450 feet down the center field. But big old dick dong. What are you gonna do? Uh, the Phillies will be good this year. I think they you know maybe not win the. I, I don't see you know people are like oh they're still going to be second in the division. It's like I don't really know. You don't know that man. Like I, they have a really good team, and I think you know with the addition of Trey Turner. Losing Segura out of the lineup, uh, they have a, a a quality stacked lineup, and it's like you know very pretty, pretty even. I mean, they're going to be out without Bryce Harper, so that'll probably be a reason if they if they don't win the division, why they That'll do because he'll be out until probably June or July, uh, without even hitting. Who knows if they don't even know if he's going to be able to field next year. So I, I mean, who knows what what we're going to be walking into uh, by the time July or you know whenever uh, MV three makes his. Uh, 
first appearance, but they got a good squad, man. They have all the key, key pieces, and it showed this playoffs, but it's hard. It's very, you know, you as a Dodgers fan know it's very hard to compete year in and year out and be in the uh, World Series or be get back to those Listen, big games or be in the running, you know? They've won one in the last 10 years, all right? Horseshit. No excuse. It's, Magic Johnson, I want his ass on a plate. Well, not his little, you know. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> don't you don't want to eat that? But uh, all right, uh, okay. Um, but anything else? Uh, Le- LeBron getting killed, you know, absolutely murdered on the way to the bucket the other night, well, which is disgusting. <laughs> Me as a uh, referee of twelve-year-old basketball, I don't know how you don't see that. I don't care what what level of basketball. If you're standing on the baseline, you can see a man get smacked in his arm, blow your fucking whistle. It's really not that hard. Uh, and they're like, don't let the refs be like the refs always try to make themselves a part of the game. Well, don't foul anyone, you know. So and also blow your fucking whistle when the foul calls. All right? Everyone out there who referees. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that's all I got for the people. What about you, Ty? You got uh, you got anything else? No, uh, I mean you know if you want to get into the wide world of hockey, both of our teams stink. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's so why. Flyers, I, usually, I don't know. Are they are they good? Flyers have turned know, around actually. recently. Uh, they, all right. I mean they don't call it a comeback. I, I mean, well, they kind of have fucked themselves. We wanted Connor Bedard. Everyone really wants him, but it's... Oh, no, he's mine. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's always how it goes whenever we're matching up with the uh, the Blackhawks <laughs> for this for the fucking lot. The Blackhawks Flyers battle for generational talent. Doesn't go yeah. the Flyers' way. JVR. Still on the Flyers, by the way, JVR. But, uh, <laughs> Again, the Josh Johnson of the NHL. No, yeah, no not so oh, much. Jesus, um, the Josh Johnson of the NFL. My God. Uh... So what is it like? The only two spots get into the playoffs with the points, right? Like only or the wild card, I should say. They have two wild cards, and then the top three of each conference make it for yeah. the uh, f- for the Flyers, and they're only six points out with about thirty games left to play. So they, they're right in the thick of it. Uh, for your Blackhawks, they are the worst <laughs> team in the NHL. I'm pretty sure uh, they are one point ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are just sad, sad, pathetic packs. Oh, sad. Go. Pathetic stacks of shit. Also, Johnny Gaudreau didn't make the best move, but also I guess Philly didn't offer him a contract, so I guess he was kind of. Yeah, I guess that he really didn't. wanted. I mean, that's a, my point when the whole thing was going on is if we're gonna suck. I mean, obviously it would have been a good move because we're right in the thick of it. We're right, we're yeah. right there. But if you're gonna suck, you might and as well have Johnny Gaudreau to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, what, what good is that salary cap space right now? You know, yeah, maybe they go somebody next, go after somebody next year, but that's not always a given. But, when you go and sign yeah. Nick De- De- Delorier and fucking, you know, <laughs> dude, he got his. Oh my god! The other night, did you see him get, got get his jaw broken? Him, yeah, bro. <laughs> he got his jaw broken. I was like, damn, that's tough. There's like five fights. Oh yeah, uh, three and seventeen seconds Insane. as far as I know. That was, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Flyers have a game next. It's quite crazy about hockey. Like they don't play until next Monday. I don't even know what if the All Star break is this week. Like I don't really. Get involved. Like, I just watch. I, I get the alert that says Flyers. You know, fifteen minutes start from now. I'm like, oh, like all right. Like if I'm doing yeah. nothing, I'll go and turn them on. Or if I'm at the bar, I'm like, oh, all right. Like we got a Flyers game to watch. Like maybe I'll Shout throw to, a little money in there Plus. and watch them get clapped by the Blackhawks. They got clapped by the Blackhawks. <laughs> that weekend, was right? so bad. And then they come back and they blew out the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. Exactly. Like a, like a good hockey team, they go and beat the <laughs> shit out of them. It's like okay. <laughs> I mean, torts. Tortorella, that's the. I mean, I, although he probably will do two years here and then get fired, he he has an impact. <laughs> he does have an impact. He, he has he has an impact in in, in many ways, for good or bad. Uh, also, he does have an impact. I'll say that's the first Blackhawks W in the state. I should say the city of Philadelphia 
They might have won in PA in Pennsylvania before. Oh, boy, the city of Philadelphia since 1998, also known as the Tyler Capone Curse. They are 0-4 when they play in Philly, and I am in attendance. So, oh, you're talking about like regular season, season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay, postseason did not include it. Yeah, uh, that would be <laughs> as they want as they lifted a cup in the city of Philadelphia. There you go. Glad we had to get that off our chest. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. So we said all that to say <laughs> that yes, the cup was raised in Philadelphia. All right. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hot Take Hotbox. We will be back next week. We'll be back for the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast this week to break down Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak. I will talk Gilbert Burns. Oof. Jorge Masvidal, there's been some title fights made, Pereira and fucking Adesanya running it back, possibly in Miami, so it might be down in your neck of the woods is what I'm hearing. I might have to I might have to make an appearance. I might have to fly down for that, dude. That, that might Come be, on, baby, that, that let's go. banger, but uh, I was hoping MSG so I could just maybe, but the MSG cards, it's crazy. It's like you to $500 to get in the building. It's like I'll just pay the $70 and watch it on TV and get fucking... <laughs> Like, I guess or else. Apparently, they refuse to come back to Philadelphia. That's uh, you know another thing that is yeah, kind of disgusting. Or Tampa. Or Tampa or anywhere else that's not like three different places on the map. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's that. We will be back next week. We will be back this week. But the uh, Hot Take Hot Box is back, and here to stay. Go Birds.